Welcome back to the Mother May I podcast. I am Kalila and I am here with my daughter. Amazing. And on this podcast, we discuss everything mother, motherly and daughterly, and we encourage parents to have a deep connection with their kids. We missed last week. Why did we miss last week? I don't know. This is a weekly podcast. I think we missed last week because I, I wasn't feeling well. I have a some fluid build up on my knee, and my knee wasn't feeling well trying to lose some weight. And I do have a uh, weight loss channel called Big Girl Stepping, where I am trying to document my weight loss. And that's spelled S-T-E-P apostrophe N, Big Girl Stepping. And Amazing also has a YouTube channel. And tell them your YouTube channel handle. My my YouTube channel is amazing.music with a exclamation point at the end. And what I do in there is music stuff, basically. Okay. We do have a segment in this podcast that we call Young Folks Stuff. Young <laughs> Folks Business. Young Folks Business. But the topic basically is going to be young folks business because we're going to discuss teenage drugs and suicide and while our podcast is designed to help parents um just learn how to have a conversation with their kids and have a great connection with their kids sometimes with that connection we as parents just don't always know what's going on within the depths of our children's mind, soul, and spirit. So a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Laura Berman, and I think that's how you pronounce her last name, Dr. Laura Berman's 16-year-old son died from a drug overdose. Dr. Berman is described on the internet as a relationship therapist and television host. Her son's name was Sam, I think he's named after his father and he received drugs apparently from someone from by meeting someone on Snapchat. So I take it that this was an accident and he wasn't actually attempting suicide, but he had purchased some drugs from someone that he met on, on Snapchat and those drugs were laced with some other type of drugs. I'm not sure, but his death was not intentional. And from some of the interviews that I've seen of his parents, he could have just basically been trying out some drugs. I'm not sure. So have, have did you read about the story? Uh, a little bit, yes. Okay. So... With our teenage kids, we don't know everything that's going on within them and on their social media platforms, even though we try to. So I just try to um, encourage parents to just stay abreast as much as as much as they can with what their kids are doing. As far as I know, you have never tried drugs and I have always said don't. Don't even try them because you never know what you might get hooked on. But don't even try drugs. So have you have you tried drugs 
And what about your friends? I have not tried drugs and I have made sure that I've stayed away from that. And I've always said if there's ever a point where that might happen in my lifetime, I've always wanted my friends to don't just encourage me to do it just because, you know, maybe it makes me happy or maybe it makes me feel good or maybe whatever, la da 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 da. Never ever let me go off to a point where I might not be on this earth anymore. So I have never done any drugs. Um, don't ever doubt that, <laughs> just so you know, mom. But I have had friends who have tried drugs. You have? Yes, ma'am. They have told me, told me their experiences. Um, I have had friends where I could smell it on on them. Yeah. And, you know, in high school, there are multiple kids who do some type of drug or drinks or any t- type of thing like that. So it's all over the place in teenage high schools. Okay. So with that said... What, with you having friends who do drugs or drink or whatever, what made you stay away from it? Well, I am a scaredy cat. So I think mostly from a young age when you see movies where people have to go to rehab and stuff, that caught, I think seeing those type of movies probably made me not want to like <laughs> making that face because my phone going off and i've been it ain't went off all day oh and here it is going off trying when we're trying to do this podcast okay uh, oh well <laughs> well from like younger ages seeing movies of people going to rehab and seeing people die because of drugs and different things like that and social media and the media that kind of scared me so i didn't want to do any of the type of drugs Oh, so me telling you not to do drugs had no influence <laughs> on your decision not to do drugs. I, it, it did. It okay, did. well, whatever, as long as you don't do them. So what about meeting people on the internet? So from my understanding with this young man, and he was 16 years old, he met this person, whoever sold him, sold these drugs to him. The, this is someone he met on the internet. So you stay in your room a lot all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you're on your computer all day. And, right. you know, sometimes I people around there and look, you know, when you were younger, you're 17 now. When you were younger, I used to go in, in your, what's that thing you got? Uh, Instagram? Yeah, I used to go and check your Instagram and stuff like that, but I don't do that as much. So what are you doing? <laughs> what are you looking at? Even even if you're not, even if it's not drug related, even if it's not drug related, are there any other people like guys? Are there any other people, or girls, any other people that you're just meeting? on the internet that you haven't met before that you're having conversations with? Okay. So most of the time, if someone contacts me and I don't know them, I don't respond back. 
But when I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I was on this this app called Wattpad, which is like a bunch of people who could write books and you could write your stuff on there. And there was a person and you can comment on a book. So there was a person who who was writing a book and I was commenting stuff on there. And it was nice. It was nice stuff. I'm not a mean person. I don't comment mean things. And she and she was nice and she responded back. And so we kind of kind of started talking on the app and then we exchanged Instagrams and we don't like talk as much, but we do say like our highs and hellos. Mm -hmm. And if you post a picture, we'll be like, oh, my goodness, you look so good and everything like that. Uh, but other than that. No, I don't really talk to people that I, I don't know who just contact me out of the blue. I don't respond back. Okay. So since we're in this pandemic, there have been some studies that have shown that teen suicide has increased. Um, teens are isolating themselves. Um, a lot of teens are... And then... And these are not teens that are like a long time ago, we used to call them latchkey kids, latchkey latch kids, um, kids that had to come home after school where there are no parents or these are not your, the, the kids that you would typically think would commit suicide, like kids that might be overweight or kids that might be. Uh, that are being bullied for some reason or another. These are kids that are in pretty well-off households. Um, both parents are in the household, and they are unable to cope with the change that the pandemic has brought about. Um, I guess they they are unable to socialize as much as they want to with their friends um, and they're isolating themselves. And, you know, there's a certain amount of uncertainty with some kids that's probably your age about, you know, employment or their economic status or going to college. Um, and just the sudden change that the pandemic has brought about with everybody having to stay in their homes and for some reason, this is causing some type of mental issues with some of the teenagers. So I would like to ask you, first of all, have you ever considered suicide? Well. <laughs> honestly, 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 yeah. Well, I have thought about it when I was um, in middle school because I didn't really feel like I just I was so dramatic over things that I probably shouldn't have been worried about but that give an example like what boys boys yeah I know that face was necessary tell tell the audience the age group the age group of like what age group you're talking about like what age were you during that time seventh grade so maybe 13 or 14 okay that's young and I I just I just didn't felt like I was needed 
and I didn't get that much attention and I didn't I didn't want to but it was You didn't get mindset. attention from who? Males. Okay. Males and so I I guess that has to do with the fact that I don't have a dad in the home, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to 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 die, but I just but it did come across my mind. Okay. You just wanted to feel what needed or that you were that somebody would find you attractive or that you know somebody would want you to be a part of their lives or something is that the thought process that was going through your head okay so with that being and then i would agree to agree with you then that that could possibly be a result of not having a male figure in the home and also the fact that you have never really and truly seen me in a relationship with with a male you've just only heard me talk about it but you haven't really experienced it so let me ask during that time if you can remember during that time and it was just you and i before you know before your grandmama came to live with us during that time because this is my first time hearing (laughs) Isn't it? Because I don't I don't think you've ever shared that with me. And I believe I've asked you about suicide before, but I don't think you've ever said that. I'm not sure if, if you did. I, um, I think I would remember. But during that time, how did you feel about um, our relationship and how did you feel? Let me see. How can I phrase the phrase the question? How did you feel your worth was to me? I'm not sure if I'm asking that question. Can you understand that question? How did you feel your worth was to to me, or did I? Express my love in a way that you felt like that you loved. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right. There wasn't a point in time where I felt like you didn't love me, but I did feel wondered if you understood me though. But I've always felt like you loved me. Okay, so let's move forward. For so, what about now? Do you have any suicidal thoughts? Are you having any suicidal thoughts now? No, ma'am. I I want to live because one thing that the pandemic has definitely showed me because I want to see what happens next. And I want to see what happens next in my life. I want to see what happens next for you and grandma and every other person in my life. So I, no, I'm not having any type of suicidal thoughts. Okay, let me see. So the the next question I would ask you is, do you still or do you still have that longing for to the longing to attract the? I don't know if I'm asking this question right. Um, Because 
we have that because I have that long and I want to be attracted to the opposite sex. But what I want to, what I'm, what I'm trying to ask is, do you have that longing to the point to where it, um, okay, to the point to where it messes with your mental? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I, you've already said that you no longer have suicidal thoughts, but of course you want to feel attract. You want to feel some type of attraction from the opposite sex. But what I'm trying to ask is, is that, or do you do you have the attraction? The opposite sex or the same sex? Do you do you want somebody of the same sex or the opposite sex to be attracted to you? I want someone from the opposite sex to be attracted to me. I don't really care if someone from the same sex is attracted me, attracted to me. Like um, um, I appreciate it, but you know I'm a straight female. But so is it to the point where? Because right now, to my knowledge, you have not been in a relationship. So is it to the point to where it messes with your mental? I'd have to say a little bit. Well, not a little bit, a lot of it, because I'm very insecure. So when I feel like I'm not attractive, my brain goes to think maybe this why this person doesn't like me. Oh, um, <laughs> don't, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm just listening. Go ahead. Um, I'm not I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. All of those things uh, rush through my mind. And I would say that I kind of fall into a little depression a little bit because I don't feel like I'm just enough, which I shouldn't feel like that because I don't need to be enough for a man, you know, like I should be enough for me. But I guess I'm not completely there yet. I'd have to to grow and learn to be able to get there. Well, it it does take some maturing, I would say, but the but there but you don't really go anywhere to see anybody. Um once you start venturing out, you will find that especially with your age, you will find people attracted to you. In fact, you'll probably have people coming up to you that you don't even want to come up to you. Um, I remember one time when we was in Walmart, even though this man was old, you remember that old white man came up to you when I was talking to uh, one of my former co-workers? And I'm like, dog, he's not even paying any attention to me and you. That's what I told him. He's not even paying any attention. He went straight for you. Oh, I remember he said I had a pretty smile. Yeah, so <laughs> you are, and it, it always puzzles me why females who who are attractive don't feel like they are attractive. That that always puzzles me, but you are a very attractive young lady, and um, you are enough, and, you know, you'll grow into your self-esteem, um, but what are some things that make you feel that make you feel that way? What are some things that make you feel that way? 
like insecure. Yeah. What makes you feel insecure? Uh, my 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 shape. The the way, uh, sometimes I when I'm not being the smartest. A, a lot of things, <laughs> just just a whole different things. Well, I wish I had your shape. I'll take yours. How about you take mine? How about that? How about that? Why don't you think about it that way? I'll take your shape and you take mine. Okay, well, you can have it. I know you don't want it. I know you don't. I know you don't. Well, this is what I would like to say for parents out there and for kids out there that is what the parent is here for that's what i'm here for when you are feeling those insecurities and sometimes you just need sometimes you don't you just need somebody to talk to you just need somebody to listen to well if you don't have you know your little friend girls and you know choose Choose your friends wisely who you share your your deepest thoughts with. Choose your friends wisely. But that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you grow beyond those insecurities because I've had some of those same insecurities and still have some of those same insecurities, but I have to grow beyond them. And what I have to what I have to do when I am challenged with something that I feel insecure about myself. Then I have to ask myself the question as to what can I do so that this particular thing will not make me feel insecure. And then I have to start working on those things. So as and you know, you it's always something as long as you're on this side of the earth. It's always something. We're striving every day to be a better version of ourselves. But I'm glad to hear that you're not suicidal. And if you ever feel yourself sleep slipping into that dark space, then by all means, open, open up and come talk to your mom because that, that's what I'm here for. What were you going to say? I, I was just going to say some, some, well, most teens don't feel like they can talk to their parents. Tim, what? Well, sometimes we might feel like you won't understand, even though we know that you've been through it. We just, or I just feel like you won't understand. Sometimes we just don't want our parents to think that we're sad. We want our parents to think that we're okay. And we're doing well because that's really what our parents want to hear that we're doing okay. So those are just some things that I think those are the reasons why teens won't want to speak to their parents about anything that's going on in their mind. I think this is why I have, to the best of my ability, try to show myself from a parent standpoint as not being up here because i know when i when i was growing up you're looking at your parents you know you think they got it all together 
and they don't. And what you don't realize is that your parent, especially the both of us are female, we are going, we are still going through, especially as you, you know, as you grow into the young lady that you're growing into, we, we're going through some, some things that are similar. Some some things that are similar, like insecurities, like you mentioned just a few minutes ago, like insecurity. We're going through things that are similar. <laughs> so I have all I have tried to the best of my ability to not make you have the impression that I am up that I am up on this pedestal or that you don't put me up on this pedestal so far that you feel like I can't relate to what you're going through. Because even as you going through whatever it is that you're going through, I may be going through something similar. Or if it's not similar, then I'm going through something because we're all going through something. So I want to dispel that, dispel that myth that Parents want to hear from their children that everything that is going on, right? That's not what we want to hear. What we want to hear is the truth. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear the truth about how you're feeling and what you're dealing with so that if there is a need for us to step in and assist in whatever way, even if we have to get some a professional to come in and assist, and whatever way we can come in to assist, to help you be a better version of yourself, then that's what we want to do. And we want to have the opportunity to do that. It's not like we just want to hear. We want the best for you, of course. We want you to, to be upstanding citizens. We want you to do well in school. Of course, we want all of those things. However, if you're having a challenge, we want to know that too. It's, that's just a myth that we just want to hear that everything is going well, because that's, that's, that's not the truth. That's far from it. It's very far from the truth. And as parents, sometimes we get so busy with work and trying to provide that we don't think about some of the deeper things that you might be going through. As long as we are feeding you, clothing you, you having a home to stay in and you look okay and you're laughing and talking, you're going with you. We don't think about the deeper things that you might be going through in your in your life. Sometimes as parents, we are more focused on that. We're so focused on trying to provide for you that we're not checking on your mental state. So I would like to do a better job of that, just checking on your mental state. Hmm, I don't know. How have you felt I've done in that arena? Because I've tried. I've tried to have discussions about several different things, even when I make you take a walk with me that you don't want to do. I try to have discussions, but a lot of times you don't open up a lot though when um when I'm talking to you and then sometimes you sometimes you do but I've tried to make it a point to let you know that I'm always here when you do want to open up and 
right now in this moment, I want to say that it is definitely not true that all parents want to hear is that everything is okay. What we want to hear is the truth so that if we have to assist, we are capable of assisting before you get to a point to where you might feel suicidal or you get to a point to where you meet someone on the internet and that person is not good for you. Your final thoughts? Well, thank you for clarifying that for, for me and many other teens out there. And I do feel like you try to check on to my mental state, but I've just been closed off because I, I don't want to share it. And yeah, and I apologize for that. But <laughs> but no need. But I've always always thought you were always there for me and you loved me and you cared for me. And I always knew that you wanted to get into my brain a little bit, even if I didn't want you to go to that. And I think I should do a better job of checking in on you because I know that not only teens go through um, suicidal thoughts, but also adults. So Absolutely. That's, that, that's, that's all I want to say about that. All right. With that being said, no, I do not have any any suicidal thoughts and this will wrap up our podcast for this week and please kids please talk to your parents parents please check on your kids and with our signature closing mother may i be great amazing yes you may bye bye